Welcome to the Membership Guys podcast. Kick-ass advice and tips for membership site owners. What's up everyone, welcome to episode 246 of the Membership Guys podcast. I'm your host Mike Morrison, thank you so much for joining me this week. Hope you enjoyed the last few weeks where we ventured back into the archives and picked out some of the best episodes from over the past several years here on the Membership Guys podcast. This week we resume our regularly scheduled programming with a fresh, all new episode of the show. If this is your first time listening, first of all, congratulations, you you have found the number one place for proven practical tips and advice on growing a successful membership. And secondly, for our new listeners, make sure you hit that subscribe button in whichever app it is you choose to listen to podcasts, whether that's iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, SoundCloud, wherever you're listening, make sure you hit subscribe to ensure that you do not miss a single episode. If you're a long-term listener, you know I love you, you know I appreciate you, thank you for all your support, thank you for listening to the show, for all your positive reviews, all that good stuff. This week, we're talking all about how you can become the go-to person in your industry. Now, a lot of online memberships involve some sort of educational content or an element of coaching. So they're very heavily based around the expertise of the person running the membership. The majority of the people in our audience, they're experts, they're influencers, they're thought leaders who are looking to leverage their skills, knowledge, experience, and expertise inside a membership. So it stands to reason that if you're a customer, if you're looking to learn from someone or to be coached and supported by by someone, you're going to be more attracted to and drawn to the person that you see as being top of their game, the big player, the leading expert in a particular topic. So as a membership site owner, how can you be that person? Just knowing your onions isn't enough. Just having experience and expertise and knowledge isn't enough. You need to make sure that you're taking steps to position yourself as the go-to person in your industry. So today, we're breaking down some of the things you can do to achieve that reputation. First thing, you need to make sure that you're really refining and laser focusing on your niche or your niche, if uh, you insist on pronouncing it without the proper English. (laughs) So whether it's niche or niche, ensure that you are laser-focused on becoming known for expertise in a specific area. Become known for something specific. This makes it easier to stand out from the crowd. Generalists are ten a penny. Specialists are highly sought after. When you're really clear in your niche, it's clearer to your audience what you do and the problems you can solve and the suitability of you to their needs. So that's really, I think, the cornerstone of becoming the go-to person in your industry is getting clear on what your niche is, becoming known for something specific so people actually know what you do. It's much harder for you to become synonymous with a particular area of expertise if you're a generalist, if you're someone who is talking about all different sorts of things and it's not clear what your actual niche area is. So step one in becoming the go-to person in your industry Really crystallize and really refine 
your niche. We talk a lot about why membership site owners need to niche down and need to stay niched. And in fact, we actually revisited an episode of the podcast that we did a few weeks ago in episode 244, where I dive into the importance of niching down. So if you haven't listened to that, make sure you go to themembershipguys.com slash 244 for a little bit of a refresher and some pointers on how you can actually identify and refine your niche. So make sure you're becoming known for your expertise in a specific niche area. Second step is to decide on what role you want to perform for your audience. What part are you going to play in their journey? There's essentially three core roles that you can choose to play as an online figure, as, a, as an authority, as an influencer. You can choose to be the expert So this is where you're the authority with specialist knowledge, experience, and expertise to share. So ourselves, we are experts in membership sites. We have a lot of experience in online memberships. And so all of our marketing, all of our positioning is very much around communicating that expertise, positioning ourselves as subject matter experts, authorities with specialist knowledge, experience, and expertise. People like Chris Ducker, he's an expert in personal brand businesses and all of his marketing, all of his communications, all of his messaging is centered around instilling that fact in positioning him as an expert. Scott Devine from Scott's Bass Lessons, he is an expert in bass guitar education. All of his marketing, all of his messaging is set to position him as the expert. So again, we kind of talk about how most memberships are centered around some sort of expert. So this is probably the role, the archetype that you see a lot of online business owners fitting into, the expert, the authority. The second role is the peer So this is someone who is in the trenches, learning as you go with the rest of your audience. You're at their level and you're essentially being their crash test dummy that they can associate with. You're just like them. You're not positioning yourself as an expert. You're not claiming to have all this knowledge and this wealth of experience. What you're simply doing is sharing your journey, sharing your learning, your insights as you go through the same process and follow the same path as other people in your audience. Now, Pat Flynn from smartpassiveincome.com was the perfect example of this. He actually outright labeled himself the crash test dummy of online business. He didn't turn up and proclaim himself to be an expert in a specialist field. Rather, he turned up and was very transparent about the fact that he was relatively new in the online business world. He was learning, he was picking things up as he was going along, he was testing, and he was sharing his journey for the educational purposes of others. Now, I would say that these days, Pat probably fits more into the expert role than the peer role, but certainly choosing to perform the role of a peer Being that crash test dummy, being in the trenches with your audience, that was a huge part of what got Pat to where he is today. So you've got the expert, you've got the peer. So the third role that you may choose to perform for your audience is that of the curator. So when you're the curator, you're not necessarily a subject matter expert. You're not necessarily the person teaching something or even, you know, sharing your experiences as you're learning. You are the host. 
You are the person who goes out there, puts in the legwork to do research, to pull together resources, to bring in experts who can teach, to assemble an audience and bring together like-minded people who want to learn. You create the platform, you give people a place to go, you bring all the ingredients into one place, and you host You're not the person whose knowledge and experience is driving things. You're the person who's bringing everything together. Now, examples of this would include people like Harry Green from Female Entrepreneur Association. Again, that's a membership that isn't centered around any specific knowledge, experience, or expertise that Carrie has and is very much more about her tapping in to the expertise of a wide range of different people and providing a platform for people to learn, for people to come together to support each other on the community side of things too. Jamie Masters from Eventual Millionaire, another fantastic example of this. Jamie doesn't position herself as an expert in a particular topic. She, again, she's not even positioning herself as, as the peer who's going along a journey at the same pace as their audience. She is the curator. She is a host who brings the voices that you want to hear from, who brings the expertise to the table and provides a platform for you to actually tap into that as part of your journey, as part of your learning. So of those three roles, decide which one you want to perform for your audience. Are you the expert, the authority with specialist knowledge? Are you the peer who's in the trenches with your audience? Or are you the curator, the host who brings everything together? Deciding what role you perform in your audience, getting clear on that, again, it's a fundamental piece of the puzzle. You want to position yourself as the go-to name in your industry. Third big thing you need to do is get clear on your message and your mission. You'll see a theme evolving here as we talk about the fundamentals, about clarity. And that clarity is so, so important because if you're not clear on what your niche is, on what your role is, what your message and your mission are, then how are your audience supposed to know that you are the right person to help them? So getting clear on your message and your mission ties in with refining your niche, ties in with clarifying your role. It's all about getting that clarity, about putting that big sign over your head that makes it crystal clear who you are, who you serve, and how you serve them. This enables people to associate better with you, to pick you out from the crowd as someone they trust, someone they associate with, someone they want to learn from, and want to spend time around. So get clear on that messaging, get clear on your mission. What are you doing? Why are you doing it? What are you aiming to achieve? What change are you looking to affect? So that's step three, get that clarity. So those are, I think, the fundamental things you need to do first and foremost, if you want to be that go-to person. Refine the niche, decide what role you're performing, and get clarity when it comes to your message and your mission. So with those things in place and that clarity achieved, then we can start taking some practical steps to actually build our reputation and stake our claim as the go-to person. And one of the best ways to demonstrate your expertise, promote your membership, attract people into your audience is by putting out free content. We're huge, huge, huge advocates of the power of content marketing. 
The online world affords you so many opportunities to have a voice, to have a platform, to showcase your expertise. So tapping into that with content marketing is one of the best things you can do, not just as a a way of driving traffic, leads and sales to your membership, but also as positioning you as that big name, that go-to person. So start a blog, start a podcast or a video channel. You know, a lot of people are blogging, fewer people are podcasting, fewer people are doing video. And actually podcast and video is a better way, a more effective way of making your voice heard, of forming those connections with your audience, with your listeners, with your viewers, that can be a little bit harder to achieve with the written word. A lot of people who join the academy, a lot of people I meet at events, they refer to the podcast as being one of the main ways in which they connected with us. The main difference maker in terms of them essentially deciding that, you know, this is someone I can trust. This is someone whose approach and mindset is the one that I like. This is someone who is kind of in line with my own worldview, my own way of doing things. Now, That's because you guys can hear my voice. You guys can hear the tone that I use. You guys can hear when I'm joking. You can hear when I'm serious. You can hear when I'm ranting. And you can associate with that. And you might like it. You might not like it. But you'll certainly get a clearer picture and a stronger sense of how that relationship could go if you were to join our membership and be part of our world and exposed to the courses we have and the other material and stuff that we have. So again, things like podcasting, things like video are a real good way of forging those connections. And those connections are a huge, huge part of what we're trying to do here, of becoming that trusted name in your industry. So put out free content, tap into content marketing, by far one of the best ways of demonstrating your expertise building trust, nurturing those relationships, and obviously growing your audience as well. Go one step further with that and create a signature resource. So on top of the regular content that you're putting out there, look at ways in which you can create something that elevates you above others in your market. Something that other people, even your competitors, might want to link to, to quote, to reference, to send people to. So a great example of that would be Social Media Examiner. It's one of the leading blogs, if not the leading blog in the world of social media marketing. Every year, they put out an industry report, which is based on a survey that they do um, of social media marketers in order to get a sense of where their priorities are, what sort of returns they're getting, what changes they're experiencing. And this report is downloaded by tens and tens, probably hundreds of thousands of people. It's a massive, massive signature resource that elevates Social Media Examiner as not just being another voice within the social media marketing world, but being the voice, the leading voice in the social media marketing world. And other social media websites will link to it. They will quote it. They will take screenshots of certain results that come as part of this industry. Now, that report inspired us to create our own report, which is the Online Marketing Industry Report. Again, where we surveyed thousands of online membership owners in order to get some real benchmarks and real good data about the world of online memberships, about churn rates, about growth rates, about pricing, all that sort of stuff. 
And actually, that industry report that Social Media Examiner did influenced us to create our own industry report. So our own signature resource that we've been able to send out to all sorts of different companies in the online membership space. And those guys are linking to us. Those guys are quoting statistics. They're citing stuff. They're referencing this report. They'd be far less likely to do that sort of stuff if we just sent them our latest podcast episode. But by creating that signature resource, we've been able to, again, elevate our voice above others in the market. And this industry report, again, similar to Social Media Examiner, it's based on a survey of thousands of membership site owners. And it's really the first report of its kind that gives us benchmarks and real solid data to go on from the online membership world on things like churn rates, on things like pricing, on things like growth, on things like revenue that people are making, the type of content they got in the membership, all of this sort of stuff. Again, it's just going that one step further. Content marketing, the stuff we put out week to week, it's fantastic. But things like the online membership industry report, just elevates you that bit more, just adds to that authority. And again, is a big, big part of helping us and helping companies like Social Media Examiner to stand out as the big players in their industry. And by the way, if you want to download that report, you head over to membershipbenchmarks.com. That's membershipbenchmarks.com. You can download the report for free. You don't even need to put your email address in. We want to get this report in as many people's hands as possible. And the insights and takeaways, data and benchmarks that this report reveal are extremely useful and uh, inspirational and insightful for anyone running an online membership. So check that out. And in doing that, think about how you can create that sort of signature resource, that thing that goes above and beyond what others in your industry are doing that can really elevate you and help you stand out above the crowd. So that's the fifth way membership owners can become the go-to person in the industry. Quick recap. First off, refine your niche. Second, decide what role to perform for your audience. Third, get clear on your mission, get clear on your message. Fourth, Make sure you're tapping into content marketing, putting out free content. And fifth, go on a step beyond by creating a signature resource. Number six, write a book. These days, it's easier than ever to get a book out there thanks to self-publishing options. You don't have to hope and pray that a major publisher will pick you up and publish a book. If you've got a book you want to get out there, if you've got a message you want to get out there, you can do it yourself. You can have it up on Amazon. You can have it in bookstores all around the world, all via self-publishing. So again, this is an evolution. It's a next step from doing things like content marketing, creating signature resources, it's creating something tangible, something that traditionally is looked at as a real big indicator of authority. Being able to actually stand up with a book in your hand and be on stage or be in photographs with a book in your hand, just looking at it as a prop. Now, setting aside all the other benefits of having a book, the, the fact that it's a product that you can sell or make money from, the fact that the content, again, is a great way of demonstrating your expertise, purely as a prop, it has an amazing amount of impact. 
being seen with a book in your hand. That's something that projects authority, gives you so much gravitas, and again, can be a big, big difference maker between others in your field. Now, obviously, you want to make sure that whatever you're committing to print, whatever you're releasing as a book, is actually good quality. Unfortunately, because self-publishing does make it easy, you do get some people who just cobble together any old nonsense and release it, and, you know, they're standing there with a, a... wafer thin pamphlet and calling themselves a published author you don't want to be that person you want to make sure whatever you're putting out there is good quality so this isn't something you just cobble together overnight it'll take time it'll take effort it'll take thought but even then you know you can get a little bit of a head start by repurposing existing content into a quality book in fact, we've done that with our two books, Member Machine, which was the first book myself and Callie released. That started life as a 30-day free challenge that we did back in 2015 as part of the launch of Membership Academy. We updated it, we expanded on it, we added to it, and we turned it into a book. Last year, we released our second book, Behind the Membership. That was derived from the podcast series of the same name. We still put a lot of extra work into both books, but by leveraging existing content, we were able to speed the process up a little bit. So writing a book, becoming a published author, is a huge way of stamping your authority on an industry. And as we said, these days it's easier than ever to get your book out there thanks to self-publishing tools. Next thing to consider is getting involved in public speaking. Again, huge, huge way to stand out as a go-to person in your field is to be up on stage at key events in your industry. Now, this can be easier said than done. Typically, you'll need to work your way up to the biggest stages. Again, there's only so many events and those events only have so many spots for speakers and actually quite a lot of the more established events. It can be harder to break through the old guard, the same regular faces you see every year. It can be harder to break in to that. So typically, you will need to work your way up to the bigger stages. But you can get started at smaller local events. Most networking organizations, networking meetings will usually involve speaking opportunities, chamber of commerce events, Toastmasters, those sorts of things. Again, great way of kind of dipping your toe in the water and getting some momentum and getting some experience of speaking. Seek out events that actually allow speaker submissions. You know, there's a lot of events out there that put out a call for speaker submissions. So put yourself forward. Come up with a structure, come up with an outline for your talk. I would say one of the biggest mistakes people make when they try to get into speaking is they are too vague in terms of what they bring to the table. Or they think that the best chance of making sure they get picked is by saying, well, hey, I could speak about any one of these 20 topics. You want to make it as easy as possible for somebody to choose you. And the best way of doing that is to have a set structure and outline for your talk, something that is clear. Give it a title. Think about the takeaways, the outcomes the audience will get. You're almost packaging and presenting your talk as a product. Being able to communicate that sort of information will make you more appealing as a speaker to event organizers because it's clearer what you're going to talk about and why it's beneficial to their audience. So, Again, put yourself out there. Think about what your signature talk could be and seek out events that are looking for speakers, that allow speaker submissions, both within your industry and also within satellite industries, industries where there's a little bit of crossover in terms of the audience. Now, not everyone will be comfortable with public speaking, 
but it's something you can grow into. Again, by starting small, as I said, but even doing things like podcasting, member Q&A calls, uh, video training, Facebook Lives, and so on. These sorts of things can help to build a comfort level with putting yourself out there, with developing your voice, with thinking on the fly. All things that will help you when it comes to public speaking. I would say not to worry about getting paid for speaking, especially if you're looking to do this as a way of positioning yourself as a big name in your industry. It can take a long time to get to a place where you're paid for speaking. But as long as you're getting something out of it, exposure, experience, photos and videos from your speaking session, which can be invaluable as assets for staking your claim as the go-to in your industry, it doesn't have to be money that you get in order for speaking to be a valuable exercise. So that's number seven on the things that you can do to position yourself as a go-to expert in your industry. Number eight is contributing to other platforms. So guest blogging, providing quotes and sound bites for other people to use in their articles. Seeking out podcast interviews, so getting onto other people's show, being interviewed as an expert and exposed to an audience that you otherwise might not reach. Participating in online summits. So this is all stuff that showcases you as an expert. You know, podcast hosts, they don't invite random nobodies onto their show. If they're bringing you onto your show, it's because they consider you to be an expert. They will position you as an expert to their audience. And obviously, the more that that happens, and the more pockets of people that you get exposed to and that you're positioned as the expert in front of, the more your reputation grows, the better known you become, and the more you become seen as a somebody in your industry. So a big part of this is about identifying the right platforms, the right blogs, the right podcasts. So this can be in terms of size of their audience, uh, overall reach, quality of the podcast they put out, and so on. And obviously when researching different blogs or different podcasts that you might want to approach, you obviously want to identify whether they're actually open to contributors. So do they already have guest bloggers? Do they actually regularly have interview guests on their podcast? Again, this is something that frustrates us quite a bit with our podcast. The Membership Guys podcast isn't an interview podcast. We've maybe done a dozen interviews over the space of the last five years. It's not a show where we have guests on every week. And yet, we we're constantly getting bombarded with people asking to come on the show as an interviewee. So those people are barking up the wrong tree because they haven't actually paid attention to whether our platform is actually going to be right for them. Same with the blog. We get at least half a dozen emails per week from people wanting to contribute guest blogs on the membershipguys.com. There is not a single guest article that has ever been published on the membershipguys.com in five years. So the chances of us accepting a guest blogger are zero. So you want to make sure this is stuff that you're checking before you make your approach to blogs to be a guest, to content creators, even just for providing quotes and sound bites. Again, quotes and sound bites is the sort of thing where you can kind of just reach out, have that conversation, let people know a little bit about you, about your expertise and this, that and the other, and just let them know. If you're looking for any any quotes, if you're looking for any sound bites or any sort of like micro contribution into your content, then please just drop me a line 
I'm available for that sort of thing. And when you reach out to these blogs, to these podcast hosts, to these video producers, it's really, really all about being clear about what you can offer to their audience. Again, like we said about public speaking, having that clarity, making it easier for the content creator to fully understand why they might utilize you, how you can actually provide a benefit to them, to their content strategy, and to stalk specific ideas about opportunities that there might be for you to contribute to their platform. You might also think about contributing to other memberships. Again, this is something that might be a little counterintuitive to you, especially if you're looking at other memberships within your market, within your field. The idea of collaborating in that way might go against your overall approach to dealing with competition. But, you know, the good thing about contributing to other memberships, first and foremost, you've got that commonality of being a membership owner. And so they're more likely to be open to featuring you as a guest expert. There's also the opportunity for a bit of quid pro quo as well. They could contribute to your membership. So again, it's not just about finding memberships that are essentially direct competitors, but finding satellite topics, finding memberships where they have some of the audience you want to reach, where there's overlap, where there's some complementary aspect between your membership and theirs. Most people in your membership will probably be part of two or three different membership sites. So you're not taking a risk or risking losing those people by exposing them to someone else's membership. Instead, you're enhancing their experience by exposing them to other expertise, other viewpoints. And again, you contribute to someone else's membership, you're getting exposed to someone else's audience, you're being positioned as an expert, and that all helps you in your overall aim to become known as the top dog within your industry. And when you're contributing to other platforms and partnering up with other content creators, you can go a little step further and actually explore opportunities for full-on joint ventures. So this goes beyond simply writing a blog or giving someone a quote to use or being a guest on their podcast. Instead, it's a more involved strategic partnership where the goal would be for them to expose you to their audience in order to promote your membership, typically in exchange for a cut on any sales that are made from the promotion that you do together. Now, in terms of positioning, those kind of joint ventures, those kind of partnerships can really elevate you from zero to hero. If you have someone who's already an established big name, endorse you in this way. So those kind of partnerships, again, it's it's more involved. It's a step beyond simply being a guest blogger or participating in an online summit. And they can be difficult to forge those kind of partnerships, those kind of joint ventures, particularly early on in your journey if you're not yet established. So this is something you typically explore when you're a little further along and you have some of the other things in place that we talked about uh, so far in this episode that will make you a more attractive prospect to partner with. So contributing to other platforms, partnering with influencers. Again, these sorts of things can really, really elevate you. Next thing you need to make sure you're doing is leveraging social proof. It's one thing for you to talk about how great you are and to position yourself as the top dog in your field, but it's another thing entirely to have other people saying that, to have other people describing you as the expert, the go-to guy, go-to girl in your industry. I mean, everyone expects you to think that you're awesome, right? 
But for others to take the time to big you up, to provide testimonials, to provide reviews, to take part in case studies, that elevates things and magnifies things in a big, big way. Great thing is that when you're running a membership, you have this ongoing relationship and this continued role that you play in your member's journey. So that opens up far more opportunities to create social proof. So you should be reaching out to members who are doing well, who are getting results, who are using your membership in the way it should be used and they're seeing the benefits. Get in touch with those guys, talk to those guys, get testimonials, tell their stories, feature them on your blog or on your podcast, create case study content based on their journey, showcase them. In doing so, by showcasing those people, you're really showcasing yourself and solidifying your position in your industry with that invaluable social proof. Again, as we said, it's one thing for you to beat yourself up, but if somebody else is doing it, then that is worth its weight in gold. And even more so, if you can tell other people's stories and you can actually show the part that you played, your influence, your effect, you can cast yourself as the Yoda in their Star Wars, then that has so many benefits and it'll pay dividends for positioning yourself as a key figure in your field. And finally, if you want to be the go-to person in your market, you need to sell something. My friend Chris Ducker says this all the time. You need to be seen to sell. Having a signature product or even an ecosystem of products and services elevates you as the go-to person because it shows that you talk the walk. You're rolling up your sleeves and you're actively working with others to get them results. You're not just commentating from the sidelines. You're getting out there. You're making things happen. You're affecting change. You're applying what you're teaching and essentially you're backing up all the stuff you're seeing in your blog, seeing in your podcast. You're demonstrating that this stuff works because you're playing an active part in applying these things. And it takes confidence to charge someone money for what you do. So in doing so, again, you back up everything else that you're doing to position yourself as the top dog in your field. Now, obviously, for almost everyone listening, the thing that you sell will be your membership. But it might also be workshops, it might be live events, it might be standalone products. Whatever it is, being seen to sell goes a long way to establishing your place in the industry. So... Those are 10 ways that membership owners can become the go-to person in their industry. First and foremost, you need to refine your niche and become known for something specific, become known for expertise in a specific area. You need to decide what role you're playing for your audience, expert, peer, or curator. Get clear on your message and your mission. Again, it's all about that clarity of being able to hold up that big sign that says, this is who I am, this is who I serve, this is why I serve them, and this is how I serve them. Put out free content. Content marketing, one of the best ways to demonstrate your expertise, as well as promote your membership. It's all about building that trust. It's all about showing that you know your onions. Creating a signature resource that helps elevate you above others in your field, and that helps position you as a leading voice, not just another voice. Books, writing your own book, becoming a published author. Again, it's still something that has a huge 
impact and is a massive way of stamping your authority on an industry, as is public speaking. It can be difficult, it can be arduous to get up on the big stages, but if you can get up on that big stage, a key event in your industry, that is really, really going to single you out as the go-to person in your field. Contributing to other platforms and partnering with other content creators and influencers. Again, you get exposed to other audiences. You have other people positioning you as an expert and you build that reputation within your market. You also want to make sure you're leveraging social proof. It's not enough for you to talk about how great you are. You need other people saying it as well. You need to share those stories, share those testimonials, tap in to the gold mine that social proof is, especially from within your existing member base. And then finally, as Chris Tucker says, you need to be seen to sell. Talk the walk, roll up your sleeves, not just commentating from the sidelines, getting out there, making things happen, charging people money for what you do, the confidence that that shows, again, goes a long way to establishing your place in the industry and your reputation as the go-to number one figurehead within your field. All right, hopefully you guys have got some good insights, some good tips. Hopefully there's some stuff there that you can use in positioning yourself within your market and becoming known as the leader in your field. That's it from me for this week. I'd love to hear what your top takeaways are. If you are inside our free Facebook group, let me know in there. If not, head over to talkmemberships.com. So just type talkmemberships.com into your browser. That'll redirect you to our free Facebook group. We've got about 14,000 membership site owners in there and we'll be chatting a little more about this subject. Or you can just search for Membership Mastermind on the Facebook app and you'll find our group as well. I would love to hear from you about what you're already doing and what new steps you're going to take on the back of today's episode. So that's it for this week. I'll be back again next week with another installment of the Membership Guys podcast. If you enjoyed this week's episode of the Membership Guys podcast, we invite you to check out membershipacademy.com. The Membership Academy is the essential resource for anyone at any stage of starting, growing and running a membership website. Whether you're still trying to figure out what your idea is going to be or whether your website is already up and running and you're just looking for ways to grow it and attract new members, then the Membership Academy can help you to get to the next level. With our extensive course library, monthly training, exclusive member-only discount perks and tools, and a supportive, active community to help you along the way with feedback, encouragement, and advice, the Membership Academy is the perfect place to be for anyone looking to start, manage, and grow a successful membership website. Check it out at membershipacademy.com. Do you want to boost your member signups and take your membership to the next level? If so, you're not going to want to miss the free webinar that I'm running on Tuesday the 26th of March. It's called Supercharge Your Membership Sales and it is entirely free. During the webinar, you will learn how to level up your core membership sales funnel for more traffic leads and sales. You'll discover the biggest roadblocks that could be costing you sales right now and most importantly, how to fix them. And we're going to cover the key tactics that you need to have in place to successfully market and scale your membership. Plus, you get the opportunity to tap into my years of expertise in the membership space and have me help solve your current sales and marketing challenges. So, 
If you want to take your membership sales to the next level, join me on Tuesday, March 26th at 7pm UK time and go to membershipgeeks.com slash webinar. That's membershipgeeks.com slash webinar to secure your free seat today.